So I was wondering if we can just turn, I guess, to 1 Thessalonians 5. And I was just considering, um, I'm, since it's the last chapter in, in the book, I was just considering to just give a brief background, an overview of chapters 1 and 4. Sure. That's okay. Yeah. Um, just quickly, not, not too much in depth. If we could just turn to 1 Thessalonians 5 and then um, we'll go from there. So a little bit of the background of 1 Thessalonians that I really appreciate, actually, in the, in the study of, of this book, was that here in the church in Thessalonia, it was a young church, yeah, it was. right? It was a young church with young believers. And, you know, so I was impressed because after Paul passed through, I think it was Philippi, right? Mm -hmm. And he, he was with the saints there. He went with Sylvanius to Thessalonica. Thessalonica. And he spent a little time there. You know, I think it was like a little less than a month or over a month, somewhere around there. Yeah, right? About a couple of weeks. So you would consider if you're going to spend that amount of time with someone, what are you going to say, right? Especially being Paul, right? Especially <laughs> being Paul, right? The Apostle Paul, right? You have something to speak to these young believers, actually these Gentiles, right? That were in that city. So from chapters 1 to chapters 5, there's like a, there's, there's a line, there's a thread going around the whole, the whole book. And it's actually speaking about a holy life. Right, the whole from chapters one to chapters five, a holy life, and actually, it's a holy life for the church. Holy life right. for the church. So, from chapters one to chapters five, we're into First Thessalonians five. From from chapter one to chapter five, it's a holy life for the church, mm -hmm. and you can see all of the aspects or elements of a holy life. And I, I, have, I took some notes here on this, on this book. So the first, the first aspect, you would say, of a holy life for the church is a structure. And you can see that in chapter 1. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to get into all of the verses. just going to give you a bird's eye view of this book. And then we'll come to chapter 5 and focus in. Mm -hmm. And then the second one is origination. A holy life has origination, right? And then the third one is fostering. There's a lot said about fostering. The fourth one is establishing. The fifth one is exhortation. The sixth is hope. So holy life has a hope, right? And then seven and eight, actually, these two come out of chapter five. So seven is watchfulness and soberness, which go together. Those are from verses one through 11. And then... And verses 12 to 24, the last one is cooperation. Mm -hmm. So these, these two, watchfulness and soberness and cooperation is what I want to focus on today. Um, so, so if you go to 1 Thessalonians 5, chapter 5, um, verse 6, you see the word watch there first. Mm -hmm. All right. Whoever has it, can someone read chapter, um, verse 6, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 6? So then let us not sleep as the rest do, but let us watch and be sober. So there's the watchfulness. Let us watch and be sober. The word watch there, actually, you know, 
in my understanding, the word watch there is to like, you know, you're watching as you walk, right? You see the pavement in front of you, right? Mm. Kind of a casual walk. But actually, the, the word for watch here is, is kind of synonymous to vigilant. Vigilant. Mm. Right? And, and, and vigilant actually is used in kind of like a war sense. Vigilant. Yeah, to yeah. be vigilant, yeah. And, um, kind of in like in war, right? So this word watch is actually vigilant. And you can see a little bit of that. It's implied in verse 8. You see Paul says, Let us be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and a helmet. Right? So he's kind of describing some parts of like armor. Right? Sure. So watch is like being vigilant. Vigilant. Sorry. Being vigilant. It's like fighting. Right? So when a soldier is out on the field. Right? When he's fighting, he's actually watching. His actually his watching is is a fight, right? So if if he's not watching, he's not fighting. So this type of watch here in verse six is a is an active watch, right? It's not a, it's not a it's not a passive watch. And then in, in the other the other word soberness, right? In verse six, watch and be sober. Actually, watchfulness and soberness go together. And to be sober is to be clear, right? It's to be clear have a clear understanding speaking in the terms of war right a clear understanding of who your enemy is right a clear understanding of where we are right just have a clear understanding right of what's before us so so this is chapter 5 a little bit you know Paul's telling the new believers be watchful right not a casual watch right but kind of like a fighting watch right and be sober right have a clear understanding, right? Who your enemy is, right? So this is Paul, right? right? Telling the new believers this, the young believers, right? So this is verses 1 through 11. And then verse 12, right, we have cooperation, right, which I mentioned. And if you read, if someone can read, maybe we can do this. We can start from Colton and go this way. And then you can read verse 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Okay. Here we start with Colton. Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates we do not need to write to you. First Thessalonians? First Thessalonians, right? 516? 516. Oh, 516, my bad. It's okay. All right, rejoice always, pray continually. Oh, my bad. He's correct. Pray without Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. But prove all things, hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. So as Paul's talking to the to the young believers, this is actually their cooperation. Right? If they can always rejoice, right? Unceasingly pray. Right? And everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Right? Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Reprove all things. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every kind of evil. Paul says this is our cooperation. Right? And then, and then what does verse 23 say? Jalen. May God himself and God of peace sanctify you doing and doing. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept clean 
Right, right. So Paul says, if we do this, the God of peace himself, sanctify us, holy. My, my translation says W-H-O-L-L-Y, holy. And right after that says, right, the three parts. And may your spirit, I think, can you read yours again, Jalen? Uh, after holy, actually after sanctify, or forgot what word you used in your version. Through and through, through, and through yeah. May, may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Right. It, so Paul, Paul's telling the believers, this is you, right? If you cooperate with God, God will sanctify you. Mm. Then he actually describes or kind of unpacks you, your whole being, your spirit, right? Mm -hmm. Your soul, right? And your body, mm -hmm. right? So he's telling the young believers, you all are made of three parts, mm -hmm. your spirit, your soul, and your body, right? So when I, those three circles? You know what I'm What's the difference between spirit and soul? Very good. Good question. Yeah. Yeah, it's an easy way to diagram it. And basically the spirit is for contacting God. But I mean souls just for contacting everybody around here. Is it the three circles like and Yeah, why don't you draw it this? Your spirit is deep. It's like a very hard to separate from your soul, but it's in contact with God. And, and um, but the people of God, you know? Here's the label. There you go. It's funny because a lot of a lot of times we don't really know the difference. And then uh -huh. the inside? That's the one. We drive diagram it like this. A lot of Christians diagram it like this. Put, put an SP in the center for spirit. Right? And then in the middle one, just probably just S, but just for soul, right? Yeah. And then the other one is B. Right? So what's that? Body, soul, and spirit. Wait, no, spirit. No. I had it right the first time. first time. Soul and spirit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's good. That's good. So this was Paul was telling the young believers, right? Yeah. Right? God will sanctify your spirit, your soul, and your body. Right? That's impressive. And actually, when I was reading this verse, I got like, you can say, new light. You know? I kind of want to share a little bit of it, you know? So like, our God is a God of completion. Right? He never does anything like, He, he dots every eye, and crosses every T, mm -hmm. right? So when God says He's going to sanctify you, He's going to sanctify your entire being, right? Everything, everything. So like, Paul was so wise, right? To even purposely write spirit, right? And soul and body. Yeah. He didn't just say sanctify you, mm -hmm. right? He says sanctify your spirit, your soul, and your body, yeah. right? So that's, that's very meaningful. That's very meaningful. So this means that we're made up of spirit, soul, and body. Right. Right? So I was really impressed. You know, our God, the God that we believe in, 
The God that we love is a God of completion. He wants to, right, preserve, sanctify our, our entire body, right, our entire soul, and our entire spirit. Mm. Anyways, so, yeah, that's good. just to wrap up, you know, um, I believe everyone here has the desire, right, the aspiration in this verse, right, that our, our three parts, right, spirit, soul, and body would be preserved complete. Right, without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Right? But the only way, I would say, going back to the beginning, the only way to have a holy life for the church, this is Paul speaking to the young believers, is to have God's life. Right? You, can't, you cannot have God's life and try to live a holy life. <laughs> you have to have God's life. Right? God's life has to be in you. You have to... You have to have God's life in order to have God, the God of peace himself sanctify you, in a sense, right? That's the criteria, right? You can try to be holy, right, for the church. You can try. I haven't met one person who's, who can say they're holy without accepting God's life, right? So, that's, so that was the criteria. That's what Paul was trying to say to the believers. You all are young, right? You all are young believers. We all are made of three parts spirit, soul, and body, and you can live a holy life for the church.